verses 1 through 5 is where we're going to get our, our text from tonight. And uh, we'll, we'll take off from there. And, uh, and, I, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you. I had, a, I had another message that, that I was already somewhat prepared for. And then God changed my direction late uh, yesterday evening uh, prior to getting everything ready for Sunday morning. I was just kind of going over my notes and making sure everything was right. And uh, I just couldn't get peace about anything. So, and then I, I just happened to go through and go through and be praying and thinking about it and thinking about how good God's been. Amen. I don't know if you, I, 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 I kind of put together the songs Amen. And God's just been good. I couldn't get it off my heart and off my mind. And, and, I, and I, I love Psalm 103 and the way it starts off. It's just beautiful the way David, David here just, just, just tells us uh, how good God is. And then he begins to describe about his benefits that we are able to partake in. And if you'll stand, if you can stand with me tonight, if you're able to stand, that is. And, and we'll read just these first five verses, Psalm 103 and verses one through five. And we'll read through these here. We'll pray and then we'll jump right into the message tonight. I'll do my best uh, uh, not to keep you too long, and and, uh, and amen. Don't don't jingle your keys at me, Abel. Amen. Uh, we joked about that last time. Amen. He said, "I got my keys ready tonight, brother. I'll tell you when it's time." Uh, but nonetheless, I'll do my I'll do my best. We'll keep an eye on that time. We'll get you out of here uh, at a, at a good time. But Psalm 103 and verses one through five. Look at it with me, if you will. And it starts off. David starts off this psalm here. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. I think David's a little happy, amen? I believe David was recognizing a few things here. He says, bless the Lord, verse number two, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Verse number three, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who, he who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. And David could have stopped right there and we could have shouted a while, but he goes to verse number five. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. I want to preach tonight on his benefits. Let's pray. We'll pray and then you can be seated uh, and then we'll jump right into it. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray, Lord, that you would help once again tonight. God, I pray that you would pull yourself out once again onto me. Lord, help me to preach tonight. God, I pray that you'd help me to give the message, Lord, as you've laid it upon my heart, Lord, in the study. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would just help your word to resonate tonight in the ears of your people. Lord, I pray that tonight, Lord, we would grab a hold of this thing as David's here is not only singing praises unto you in the beginning, but then he begins to list these benefits. And God, help us, Lord, to take advantage of these benefits. Lord, I pray that you would just have your will and your way tonight in the service. God, show up once again. Lord, we need you. God, I need you tonight in a great and mighty way. Lord, use me as a vessel fit for you to be used. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would help the hearers tonight. Lord, give them an extra dose of energy tonight. Lord, help them to be attentive unto your word, Lord, that is being preached. God, let something land and lodge in their hearts and in their minds. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would just bring the increase from it. We love you, Lord. We pray all these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And very quickly here, I began to think about this as I was going through, just thinking about the goodness of God and how, how good he really has been in our lives. And like I said, uh, just, uh, I guess in a brief testimony time during the choir singing, you know, God's been so good unto us. I mean, we could, we, we could spend uh, days and weeks and months just kind of numbering off the blessings. Amen. Uh, like that last hymn that we just sang, count your many blessings. I mean, we are blessed beyond measure tonight. You say, well, Brother Brandon, I, I don't have the greatest pay in 
amazing job and I don't, I don't have the greatest household and I don't have the biggest house. You, you, can, you can go through and list all the negatives, but I'm going to tell you right now, you are blessed. Amen. Hey, number one, you are blessed to be in America. Hey, we didn't have to be born here, but God blessed us and allowed us to be born in this great nation, amen, where we can meet openly as we're doing right now. There are many countries who could not partake like we did this morning in an open service, and they were able to carry their Bibles in. They weren't able to do that. There are many that had to meet in houses and, and underground and trying to dodge the police and dodge the government, but we are blessed tonight. We're able to meet here, amen. I began to think about this, this, this word of benefits as well. And many of you understand when, I, when we say the word benefit, especially you uh, more mature, amen, Christians. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning, amen. <laughs> My boundaries, amen. But you understand this, especially you teenagers, you understand this even more whenever you go out and get a job. Because usually your parents say, hey, make sure you get a job with what? Good benefits, right? That's key, right? Because that's going to help you. Benefits are something that's going to help you along. It's going to, it's going to excel you. It's going to, it's going to assist you in your life. So it's not going to be as costly to live because we all know it's very costly to live in the day and age in which we live in. Uh, but benefits can help us. Amen. Benefits can help us. And I began to think about this from a, from a job standpoint, if you would. And usually I believe it's in about November, usually open enrollment begins. And many of you know about this open enrollment as benefits are offered out to you from different companies, from your companies company uh, and, and the open enrollment's there and you're able to apply for different type of benefits. You're able to invest in your 401k or adjust some insurances. If you, you don't need this insurance anymore, you can kick that one out by the wayside or you want to add somebody on your insurance. You're able to do so. Uh, but these things of benefits and, and from the worldly standpoint, this, this is the time when, in which you get to double check and make sure that everything is there and the, make those necessary adjustments, if you would, and the benefit packages that you that some of you are offered is just amazing. But you know what's sad? That many people miss out on the benefits that are already readily available unto them. They either don't understand them or they don't even care about them. They don't think about it. When open enrollment comes around and all these benefits they're able to put into their 401k or, or uh, I mean, let's look at this, even take vacation time, amen? Do you realize, uh, just a quick study, just a quick study. I want to throw this number out here because I don't understand. How many of you miss your vacation? Nobody here misses their vacation time, right? You know how many days you have a vacation within your employment, right? You know how many days, many of you have already planned them out the moment you get your 20 days or your 10 days or your 20, 30, 40, how many ever days? you get a vacation, you're planning out that year and using those benefits, right? That is a benefit that the company gives you. Amen. But I want you to think about this as I began to look through and do a little bit of studying on this thing of benefits and many benefits are forfeited each year. Less than 10% of employees use tuition assistance when it is available unto them. And it kind of boggles my mind a little bit when you think about these different style of benefits, like a company would offer help if you're going to school, but they don't take advantage of it. They don't want to further their education, but the company's going to help out with that. The company's going to offer free money, free financing to help you further your education, but many people don't take advantage of that. And then I, then I began to think about this right here, and, and, and I looked this up, and the statistic blew my mind, really, that Americans are leaving. I want you to get these numbers here. Americans are leaving $24 billion, with a B, available in their 401k matches on the table each year because they're not investing in their retirement. I mean, when a company's willing to match what you put in, you think you would want to push as much as you want to. I mean, if a company's going to match you uh, $400, $500 every check, you want to put as much as you can in there, right? That way you can benefit 
from those benefits. It is a benefit, something that the company offers you just for being a part of it. You'll get where I'm going with this. We're going to get somewhere here in just a moment, all right? But in 2018, American workers left a record, hold on now, 768 million days of vacation that they never took. I'm thinking, I'll, I'll sign up. I'll take all their vacations, amen. <laughs> we'll go on vacation the rest of the time till the Lord calls us home. But 768 million days of vacation that were left up on the table and, and up nearly 10% from the year before. So it's, 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 it's continually rising where people are not taking advantage of their benefits. And you'll get where we're going here in just a moment. And, and of, those unused, un, of those unused days, 236 million were forfeited completely. They didn't even get to take advantage of them. They missed it. They, they didn't roll over. At the end of the year, they forgot about it or something happened and they never took it and lost their vacation days altogether. And that's no picnic, amen? Nobody wants to lose their vacation. Those are free days off with pay. How many of you want a free day off with pay? Amen. Every hand in here ought to go up, amen? It's like, pay me to stay at home for a day, amen? I'll take it. But many people miss out on that. And you know, when thinking about that in the job sector, of how many people miss out on these benefits. And these are just a few highlights, really. But beyond the work aspect of things, the Christian misses out on many benefits that God has for them. Now, hold on. What we just read right there, those are his benefits that we're going to get into. Amen? I want you to think about this, that, that, that many in the church today don't even take advantage of the benefits that are offered unto them by God. You see, once you get saved, that is a great miraculous thing. You are now a child of God. You are joint heirs with Christ. You are now united, right? Amen. You have a home in heaven and you have your sins taken care of. You now have an eternity in heaven forever. And but now you have that Holy Spirit that resides inside of you. That's that earnest, amen. That's the earnest down payment, if you would, knowing that you're going to heaven, that God's going to call you home one day. Hey, but listen, even while we are here, before we go, he has benefits that we're not taking advantage of. Right. Now, I want you to see this, number one, very quickly here, and, the, and I got two points in the introduction, and then we'll get to the, the bulk of the message, and the bulk of the message will go quickly, amen? But I want you to hang on here. Number one, we see that the benefits are his. Look back in your Bible in Psalm 103. Look back in Psalm 103, verses one and two. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and listen to this last part, forget not all his benefits. So we see here David recognizing some things that he has available unto him because he's trusting in a God and serving a God who daily loadeth him down with benefits. And he has that availability, that accessibility to go into and get those benefits. And what, what, what's the psalmist declaring here is that forget not all his benefits. And I want you to get that. Forget not his benefits. His benefits. Not our benefits, but his benefits that we get to partake of. It's that possessive case. It means that every good thing, every good thing is a blessing and a benefit from God. And benefits in life do not come to us by mere chance or, or by acclamation, uh, accumulation, I'm sorry, uh, but they have their source in God. In James chapter number one, verse number 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the father of lights with whom there is no variness and neither shadow of turning. Listen now, God is daily loadeth us down. But are we 
accepting and receiving those blessings? Are we taking advantage of his benefits? Psalm 68, verse number 19 reminds us of this. Bless the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Whether you know it or not, God has blessed you beyond measure tonight. And most businesses in today's time try to cut back on their benefits. But uh, can I remind you that our God wants to continually and increase his benefits towards you tonight? We serve a God who loves you with a love that is unmeasurable, who loves you and wants to see you do great and mighty things through his name. And he will supply you. I said he will supply you with that need that you need to excel in whatever the work is that he has called you to do. And that is a benefit. We get a benefit from God loving us and wanting to enable us with the capabilities and the talents that we would have never imagined for to use to his honor and for his glory to proclaim the good news that we heard this morning, that Jesus Christ loves you enough to die on a cross, Amen. be buried on that third day, rose from the dead, and is alive evermore. The good news that we get to go out and share via testimonies, via playing an instrument, via preaching, via teaching, all these different aspects, God will daily load you down with these different style of benefits. And we can very easily, though, refuse these benefits. I think about this as, as, as we read there in Psalms, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. We've been doing a little bit of restructuring at the house and, and, and transition from shutting down our storefront to basically making everything at the house. And, and the Lord's been blessing there and, and supplied us with some great, great things to assist us along the way. And one of the things we had to do is get some gravel brought in to get a, a small driveway uh, so we don't have to run, drive the truck through the mud. Uh, a two-wheel drive truck don't do good mud. Amen. Uh, Union Grove, you know this. Amen. You need four-wheel drive. But I said, you know what? Uh, instead of buying a truck, amen, to drive through my yard, I will just get gravel brought in. And I began to think about this as I read that verse, you know, how the Lord daily loadeth us down. When I think about somebody bringing a load in, I think about like a load of gravel on a dump truck. I mean, you, you see this big dump truck, it's, it's paid for, uh, it's on the way, it's scheduled, it's going to be there at this time, and it's going to dump its load right where it needs to go, Right? And when that truck gets there, I have the ability, when I go out and they're like, Mr. Bridges, I'm like, yes, sir. He goes, right over here is where we're dumping it, right? I have the ability to go, no, I don't want it dumped there. You can take it back. Or I can say, dump it right there. As God comes to us each and every single day and he begins to daily load us down with these benefits, we have the ability to say, no, God, I don't want those benefits. Or we have the ability to say, yes, sir, dump them right here. Now, I want you to listen to this now. Think about this. We can very easily refuse God's benefits or we can receive them with the grace and gratitude and use them to be a blessing to others. In Psalm 116, verses 12 through 14, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation. I will call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. I want you to notice that the psalmist didn't say, oh, I am unworthy of God's benefits. I just want to go to heaven. I don't want the benefits, but I just want to go to heaven, the end result. Now, all of us in here ought to want to go to heaven, but we don't have to just go there and just ride through the rest of this world, ride through the rest of our days without the benefits that we have available unto us. We have the ability to say, Lord, load me 
me down. Lord, help me every single day of my life. Lord, I need you. Amen. God will help us. And David here says, remember all of his benefits. And there are hundreds of different style of benefits, whether it be spiritual and or physical and practical. Actually, if you think about it, we owe God for everything that we obtained in our life thus far. First, because everything is created by God. Amen. I think about my little, my little daughter, Bernadette, and most of you know her when she's running around. And just the other week, she was out riding her bicycle. And I've told some of you this story. It was just, it's just a childlike faith, amen. She's riding her little bicycle and got her training wheels on. And she's pedaling, 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 just making circles around me. And I said, you better slow down. You're going to fall. And she's just getting, I ain't going to fall, daddy. I'm not going to fall, daddy. I'm not going to fall. And she's pedaling, pedaling, pedaling. And all of a sudden, she slams on brakes. Daddy. I said, yes, sweetheart. She goes, did God make my bike? I said, well, absolutely, sweetheart. God makes everything. She pedaled for a couple pedals and she went, Fur! how he do that when he's in heaven? <laughs> Try to explain that one. Amen to a four-year-old. <laughs> I said, I said, sweetheart. I said, he makes everything. She made three more pedals and then she stopped again. She goes, he told somebody else how to build my bike, didn't he? I said, Yes, ma'am. That's exactly what happened. God gave somebody else the knowledge in order to build that bike, and now you have your bicycle. Amen? But God daily loadeth us down with benefits to help and assist others. But many people, so we said this right here, actually, we owe God for everything. First, because everything is created by God. Secondly, because it is God who gives men the ability and the wisdom and capacity to obtain these things and use them for his honor and for his glory. But many people fail to comprehend this very important truth that instead of giving God the credit for every achievement, success, and increase, they credit it to themselves. And that's when our pride steps in. A lot of times we'll say what? I've done this and I, 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 I. When all the time it wasn't us. It was God using us in a way that we never saw fit. We say, well, brother, you say, well, brother, brother, I went to school. I learned. Yes, but who provided you with the books? Who provided you with the knowledge to be able to retain what you needed to learn to be able to excel in that job? It is all God. God's in control of our lives. And if we'll step back just for a moment and see how he loads us with his benefits, whether it be from knowledge, from being able to have that steel trap of a mind when you read something and immediately can recall it and can recall it back and forth. You know, I began, I thought about that. Brother Stacy, I love Brother Stacy down here. And I got to work with him for a little bit in GM parts. And this man knows a lot of numbers. GM parts use eight digit numbers. And I can ask him, brother, brother, I was like, Brother Stacy, what's his part number? da, 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 da. Well, what's his partner? Da, 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 da. And I'm over here searching away, searching away, trying to find this partner. And he's spitting out numbers left and right. God has blessed and given us benefits that will enable us to assist others. Whether it be from a memory, from a talent, you, I mean, you fill in the blank. God's blessed us. But those are benefits that we get to partake in and we get to use them for his honor and for his glory. And Paul recognized this. Paul recognized these things here in 1 Corinthians as he's writing unto the, to the church here in Corinth in, verse number, in chapter 15 and verse number 10. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. 
Paul realized something that, that he wasn't a self-made man. He realized that he didn't get this knowledge in himself. He didn't, he, didn't, uh, he didn't acquire everything that he had by himself, but it was God using him to help others and to teach others and to instruct others. And likewise, God's wanting to use us if we'll just open up and say, hey, Parker right here, dump the load right here, dump the, dump the blessings and dump the benefits right here, and I'll use them to help other people. But see, if we get selfish and we get greedy, God says, whoa, I can't continue to dump my blessings over here because you're not using them in the right way. But Paul realized this and Paul writes into the Corinthians. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Paul, Paul did not say I'm a self-taught man or I, I made it this far on my own. No, it's by the grace of God that Paul made it as far as he did and God used him in a great way. It wasn't his own ability that got him there. It was God and his daily benefits and blessings that allowed him to further on in that ministry. Listen, likewise, you and I, you and I didn't get to where we are on our own. It's but by the grace of God that we are where we are today. It's by the grace of God that we are here tonight. It's by the grace of God that we are saved tonight. It's by the grace of God that we are who we are. It's not us. It's but the grace of God. Number two, very quickly, not only do we see the benefits are his. Number two, very quickly, but the benefits are graciously given. Oh, these benefits are not withheld from us. They're available unto anyone. Listen, the moment you get saved, you, you gain more than you realized. And the more you study God's word, the more you realize how many more benefits. That, you want to talk about a, a book that is beneficial unto your life? There are so many benefits that we can take advantage of, but we don't because we're not reading the benefit manual. Amen. We don't look through and see all the benefits that we have. The benefits, number two, very quickly, are graciously given. Uh, it means that God, God gives us his blessings free of charge. His benefits are free. And you don't have to pay some amount in advance and, and, and wait for the maturity uh, period to receive those benefits. You don't have to invest anything. They're freely given unto us. It's not a membership. It's not a monthly subscription. They are freely given every single day. Did you hear the psalm that we read? Daily he loadeth us down. Daily, not just once a week or every pay period. No, daily he loadeth us down with all these blessings. And you don't need to undergo some sort of mishap to receive those blessings, amen, or to receive those benefit claims as an Aflac or something like that. You don't need to go through a hardship in order to claim those. God says, I'll give you benefits every single day of your life if you ask me. Ask me to help you. Ask me to assist you. Ask me to give you knowledge. Ask me to give you wisdom. I'll do it. You ask, and if it's in the will of the Lord, he will provide you with the benefits. Verse number four gives us a twofold reason. I want you to look at that. Verse number four, Psalm 103 and verse number four. I want you to see this right here. Uh, it's the twofold reasons of the outpouring of God's blessings. Listen, it's verse number four. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. The first reason is the character of God. The character of God is why we get to partake in his blessings freely and daily because it is God who is a loving God. He is a compassionate God and he is gracious and merciful unto us. He daily allows us to go to him. We don't deserve it, but yet he still says, ask me, ask me, I want to help you. Secondly, very quickly here, the reason is our value of being created after the likeness of God. Yeah. 
I want you to hang on with me on this one. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 and 27. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Listen to verse number 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female. God God created them. Amen. He said, is this we are precious in his sight we're precious to him preacher preach a message on that precious we are precious unto God why does God want to daily load us down with his benefits they're his benefits but he's going to freely give them unto us why because we are precious in his sight we are precious unto him we are created in his image we are precious in in his sight we are in his own image made but yes it is true that we are marred with sin but nevertheless the reality never changes that we were created after the likeness of God and this is the, the re, one of the reasons why God is so passionate to save us to reunite us back unto him we are sin cursed we are marred with sin but the moment listen God knew from the very beginning what was going to happen and he knew the end result that sin was going to come upon mankind and he was going to have to give his son to die on the cross for our sins because he wanted to reunite us back together with him. We are precious unto him and he wants us all to come back to him, eventually spending an eternity in heaven with him when we die or unless he calls us home first. Amen. We are precious unto him. Understanding all this, now we can see why David starts out in Psalm 103 the way he does. Understanding these benefits and understanding why he gives us these benefits. Look back in Psalm 103, the way David begins to, as he starts this Psalm here in 103, bless the Lord. There's a comma, which means just hold on. Bless the Lord. Hold my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. David knew something that we need to grab a hold of tonight. And that's where I want to help you out. Now, let's take a look at some of these benefits that David brings out that we get to partake in and we'll kick us in high gear. Amen. Number one, very quickly, you'll see that right there in verse number three, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Number one, the first benefit that we get to be partakers of is this one right here. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. And the word iniquity means injustice, unrighteousness, a deviation from righteousness. Simply put, it is sin, amen? It's sin. But look what David writes. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. There ain't nobody else who can forgive you for all your iniquities but God himself. Jesus Christ is the only one who can forgive who can forgive you for all of your sins. And I'm so glad that when Jesus went to the cross, he went to the cross not for his sins, but my sins and for your sins. That is the whole reason why he went to the cross. And he went to that cross and bled and died and suffered, not for himself, but for you to take away all of your iniquities. Not his own. He was sinless. 
but yet he was willing to go to reunite us back together. This is a benefit that only can be partaken of but by us, God's, God's people, amen? That we forgive us all thine iniquities. We pray and ask God to forgive us of our sins. Isaiah says this in 53, in Isaiah 53, verse number five, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. First Peter reminds us this in chapter three, verse number 18, for Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the spirit. Hallelujah for the day that I got saved and hallelujah for the day that you got saved when all of your sins and all your iniquities and all the wrongdoings were washed away, never to be brought back up again. Hallelujah from God. God don't see you sin no more. The moment you get saved, the moment you commit your heart and life to Jesus Christ, the moment you believe and call out to him and confess in his name that you want to be saved, that Lord Jesus, I need you to come into my heart and my life and save me now. Then that very moment, some great things has taken place in your life. Number one, your sins are remembered no more. But it don't stop there. For the Christian, here's where the benefit comes in. It's a benefit now who forgiveth all thine iniquities. You see, because we still live in the flesh and we still make mistakes and we still fail God every day. Amen? Mm, let's not get too righteous in here now. We still mess up. We say what we shouldn't say. We do things that we shouldn't do. We don't do things that we should do. But hallelujah for this right here. We get to partake of this benefit that David is reminding us of. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. 1 John 1, chapter number 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This doesn't give us free will to sin, but what this does, it allows us to be reconnected back with God. Because you see, the moment we get saved, we are fully and wholly connected to God. But the moment sin creeps in and we mess up and we falter, it begins to separate us from God. You cannot lose your salvation, but you can be separated from God. And the moment that happens, we get to partake of one of these benefits is this right here, asking and praying God and asking for him for forgiveness of our sins. And he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to bring us back into that unitedness, bring us back together, that closeness and that bondness that he's desired ever since the day that you and I were born. He wanted you to be a part of his family again. He didn't want that. He didn't want you to be far away from him. He wants you to be as close as he can. And he done that through his son, Jesus Christ, to reunite us back unto him. But after that, after we get saved, we get to partake of this one. Oh, yes. When we mess up, we have the ability to go to God and ask for forgiveness. And he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Number two, very quickly here, who healeth all thy diseases. Oh, and hallelujah goes right there. We've seen this time and time and time again. I thought about this verse here in Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number eight. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which means the miracles that he performed in the Old Testament, the miracles that, or the miracles that he performed in the New Testament, amen, the, the miracles of healing the lame and, and allowing people to see that we're blind and allowing those that could not walk to walk again and allowing all these miracles that he done then are still capable of being done now. 
God still wants to heal and he wants to help us. Listen, if we're sick and, and down and out, we, we are no good, right? We can't really do as much as we want to do. Many of you have been sick before and you know when you have the flu or you're sick and you're down and out, you're just exhausted and you're really no good. You're just there breathing and living in, and you're there in the bedroom just hollering for help. Say, honey, bring me some, uh, bring me some soup or honey, bring me this or, or honey, bring me that. We're not really that useful, but God wants to see us all used in a great and mighty way. So he helps us by giving us that physical healing. And I believe that's what David was referring to here. I don't think he was talking about that spiritual healing per se, because these are benefits that Christians get to partake of. And as he begins here, he says, who healeth all thy diseases. You think about story after story after story, the woman of the issue of blood, as she came and just touched the hem of him and virtue went out. God immediately healed her right then and there. Her disease was gone. God can still do it today. As we've seen it take place right here within this church, we've watched God touch someone who, was, who had that, 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 that bad word with, started with a C of cancer. And we've watched and we've prayed and we've prayed for that person and we've prayed, but we've watched God do the miraculous thing and touch and heal a body. But it's not only the big things. How many of you here ever got a cold? Every hand in here goes up, right? You get cold. You get sick. Who heals you? Who healed you? You say, well, the doctor gave me some medicine. Well, who gave the doctor wisdom to give you the medicine? I mean, God is at work at all times. And these benefits are here for us to partake in. Not only asking God to forgive us of our sins when we mess up, but yet we get to go to God every time we're sick, every time our little ones get a cold or a runny nose or, or, or even worse, when the big cancer comes in or when other things come about, we get to go to God directly as a child of God. We get to go to God and ask and plead and beg for him to heal them. We have that ability to do so. And if it's in his will, guess what? He will do the miraculous and you'll watch him work. And it is an amazing thing. And we get to go and ask for it. That is a benefit that we get to partake of. But how many people neglect it? How many people neglect to pray for that one that's sick? They're like, oh, they got cancer. <laughs> There's nothing we can do now. Are you kidding me? That's not the end. When you, get the, when you get a diagnosis for cancer, when you get a diagnosis for any other type of disease, when you get those bad diagnoses, those, those terminal illnesses or whatever it may be, that's not the end. You don't give up. No, you go to God and you say, God, I, I know you're a merciful God. I know you're a just God. Hey, you are the great physician and I need you to intervene in their life and you petition for them and you lift them up unto the Lord and you ask God to touch and to heal and to do the miraculous. It's not the end when somebody gets sick. But we get to go to God and ask, oh, God, heal them. God, work in a way that only can be described but you. And we've seen that happen. And doctors have came back and said, I can't explain it. I don't know why, but the cancer's gone. I don't know why, but the tumor was there last week. We've done another ultrasound. And guess what? It's gone. Uh, it's not there anymore. We can't explain it. As a child of God, we can. Hallelujah. Our great physician done took care of it the moment we began to ask. Not only that, number three, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Oh, yes. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. You see, David here is reminding us to not forget the one who can redeem us. The only one who can redeem us. In Romans chapter number three, verse 23 and 24, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
Listen, we've all been there. Our lives before salvation, our life before we gave our heart and life to Jesus Christ, we were on a collision course with hell. We had no way to save ourselves. The Bible's very clear that there's not enough works that we can do to get us into heaven. There's not enough churches that we can join to get us into heaven. There's not enough, there's not enough people that we can piggyback on. The mom saved and dad saved and brother saved. That means I'm going to heaven. No, we have to go by the way of the cross ourselves. We have to humble ourselves down and ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and ask him to save us. David here is reminding us not only of the redemption, uh, redeeming our life from that destruction, but I believe it goes a step farther into our everyday lives. David here, as he begins, I want you to think about this uh, in Romans chapter number 10. In verse number nine, it's talking about salvation. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And we know in Ephesians, hold on now, you'll get this. In Ephesians chapter two and verses eight and nine, uh, for grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. And the moment we got saved, salvation came. The moment we got saved, the moment we realized that we were lost and undone without Jesus Christ, the moment we called out for salvation, a great thing took place. Our eternity changed. Our final destination changed. Our final destination, which was for hell, is now for heaven. And beyond that, we still have to walk upon this earth, right? We still have to face trials and tribulation and heartaches and struggles. And, and the devil begins to put little snares in our way. And this is where the benefit comes in, child of God, tonight. This is where the benefit comes in. Not only did he initially redeem you from an eternal hell and separation from God, but now he who redeemeth thy life from destruction. He helps you daily if you'll let him Amen. through the still small voice of the Holy Ghost that took up residence the moment you got saved. You gained more than you realized when you got saved. And it's a benefit. To have someone on the inside who knows everything, Amen. who knows the path that you should take, who knows what decision you should make, who knows what you should say and what you shouldn't say. He is there waiting for us to call upon him to help guide us along our way. I'm reminded of this in John chapter number 14 and verse 26. But the comforter, that's that Holy Ghost, but the comforter. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. In Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his ways. Listen, daily he is loading us down with benefits, but yet daily he is redeeming our lives from destruction. He is, listen, if you allow him he will guide your footsteps so you don't stumble, so you don't fall. But we have to let him. It's a choice that we have to allow him to intervene in our lives. Isaiah said it this way in, 50, in Isaiah 58, verse number 11. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. You see, if we'll allow God to guide us through the Holy Spirit, he'll redeem us from destruction every single day. Because temptations are there. Am I right? Temptations are everywhere. Every time you turn on the TV, pull out your phone, go anywhere, temptations are going to be there. But if we'll allow God to guide our footsteps, he will redeem us. 
He will rescue us. He will guide us away from those things. There is no sin that God doesn't give us a way to escape. Amen. There's no sin that you get caught up in. You're like, well, there was no way for me to get around. No, God will always make a way for escape. His word's very clear about that. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Number four, very quickly here, and we're almost done. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. I want you to get this one. God, God's greatness extends beyond sparing us from sin and disease uh, or even trouble. Uh, the, through God's blessings, we are crowned with his great love and mercy. And this love is not like any other kind of love that we've ever experienced from anybody else. We may love our spouses to death and they may love us to death. And we love our parents and our parents may love us. But there is no love like the love of our God toward us. He loved us so much so that he was willing to give his son as a sacrifice for us, to reunite us back together with him. That's true love. There is no love greater than that. No love greater than that. This, this kind of love, this kind of love goes beyond our understanding and our thinking. Loving kindness. That's the kind of God we serve. And you have people who will come and say, well, well, if your God's so great, if your God's so full of love, then why did he make hell? Why does he send people to hell? God don't send nobody to hell. God sent his son to die on the cross so that no man can go to hell. But yet all would come to repentance and know him as Lord and Savior. My God didn't send nobody to hell. No, it's the ultimate decision of our own if we choose to go there or not. Ultimately, the decision's on us. Whether we accept Jesus Christ and, and his payment on that cross for our sins or we choose to try to do it our own way and we wind up there. Our God is full of love. If you're hearing my voice tonight, God loves you. God loves you. Young person, God loves you tonight. Teenager, God loves you tonight. Mom, dad, God loves you tonight. And he loves you with a love that is unending, indescribable, inexhaustible. He loves you tonight. But then I look at this, this latter part here, tender mercies. Oh, my. I thought about that word mercy. The definition here, breaking it down, the, the word mercy, that benevolence, that, that mildness or tenderness of heart, which, which disposes a person to overlook injuries or to treat an offender better than he deserves. Oh, that was us. That's us. That's us, amen, who treats an offender better than he deserves. The disposition that tempers justice and induces an injured person to forgive trespasses and injuries and to forbear punishment or inflict less than law or justice will warrant mercy. We don't deserve it, but every single day God loadeth us down with his benefits. Loving kindness and tender mercies. Amen. We're undeserving of his love. We're undeserving of these mercies. We're undeserving. If we all got what we deserved, we'd end up in a place called hell. True judgment. But yet, because our God is just and he sent his son to die on the cross for us, we don't have to go there through the acceptance of Jesus Christ. But then, who crowneth thee with loving kindness, a love that even when we mess up, even when we falter, even when we stumble, a loving God who says, it's okay, I still love you, 
Get up. Get up. Yes, you may have faltered. Yes, you may have made a mistake. Get up. Get up. Get up. The loving kindness that, that maybe our parents didn't give us whenever we faltered and messed up and, the, and we got that initial punishment. And yes, God will reprimand us and God will allow punishment to come in our lives. But he's still there saying, I love you. I love you. I want you to get back up. And I love you. I want you to get back in the game. I love you. I want you to continue to serve me. I love you with a love that is unending. Amen. I'm going to grant you mercies that you don't deserve. I'm going to grant you these mercies that you don't deserve. In Psalm 23, verse number six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Just a few of his benefits and we're on the last one now. We're doing good. Who satisfy thy mouth with good things. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. The result of God's work, both in what he saves us from and what he saves us unto, is to bring true satisfaction. True satisfaction. And this is different from pleasure that the world would offer. The world offers you all kind of things that will bring you pleasure for a season. Uh, you go to an amusement park, you enjoy it, right? But after about three or four hours of riding rides, your stomach's getting a little queasy and your head's starting to hurt. And you're like, all right, I'm done. It was fun for a while, but now I'm ready to go and get away from these things. That is essentially what the world would offer you. It's pleasure for a season. It looks great on the outside and, and it's wonderful and it's beautiful. Come and enjoy all the indulgence that the world has to offer. But eventually it will come to an end and the joy will no longer be there. But my God, but my God will give you the satisfaction and make you full of joy that is ever ending. Full of joy, never ending. It's that satisfaction, if you would. And God wants to bring true satisfaction in our lives. And how does he do this? With good things that he daily loadeth us down with. Those good things that he loads us down with every single day, those mercies that he loads us down with, hey, the, that, that forgiveness, that healing, the, all these great things that God has to offer, all his benefit package, if you would, for being a Christian is available unto us and he wants to, to help us and he wants to encourage us and he wants to uplift us and he wants to do great things with us if we'll allow him to. Amen. And with that, we'll have joy. Amen who satisfy thy mouth with good things. Listen, if you're saved tonight, can I tell you this? That you've got joy. Oh, you've got all the joy you need. It's just right here. You just got to unstop it. You got to get the world out of the way and allow God to move. You got to get that out of the way. Listen, and listen, maybe you're here and maybe, maybe you still have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Maybe you haven't experienced this kind of love, this kind of compassion, this kind of mercy. And you're still seeking every single day for that joy, for that joy, for that joy, that bigger job, uh, that, that, that nicer job, the bigger bank account, the, the, the fancier cars. And you're searching and you're searching and you're searching and you're searching and you're searching. Can I tell you, you're going to be searching forever because you're not going to find joy in this world like you'll find joy in Jesus Christ. Right. Joy in Jesus Christ kind of, they go, they go together like peanut butter and jelly, amen? <laughs> joy and Jesus go together, amen? You won't find joy until you find Jesus. And you won't know life until you find Jesus through his salvation that only he can give. Right. <laughs> Who satisfy thy mouth with good things. 
Jesus is the only one who can truly give us satisfaction in this world. His benefits. Amen. Oh, yes. Child of God, you have benefits. These are just five. There's many more. We could spend all night and go through all the benefits that we have through, as being a child of God, as being saved, as being one of his. These are just a few tonight. We're done. But are you partaking in those benefits? They're there. They're available. But are you leaving them on the table? Are you partaking of each one of these benefits? Are you endeavoring to, 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 to really get a hold of these benefits and use them to excel in your Christian life? You know, I'm so glad that Jesus is my great physician. Amen. I, I, I'm glad that he is my strength. I'm glad that he is my protector. He is my savior. He is my provider. He is my everything. He satisfies me like no other can. And it's a satisfaction that will last in eternity until we get there, and guess what? We'll still be satisfied, amen? Forever and ever and ever. We close tonight the same way we started in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. David knew something, didn't he? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for the reminder of the benefits. God, I thank you, Lord, for allowing us to partake in these benefits. Lord, they're available unto us, and Lord, help us as Christians, as, as children of God, Lord, those of us that are saved here tonight, Lord, help us to partake in these benefits. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just do a work among these people, Lord, tonight. Lord, I, of your people, God, I pray, Lord, that you would encourage them, Lord, to take advantage of the benefits that you offer. God, you've been so good unto us. You're so gracious and you're merciful. Lord, we don't deserve anything that you have blessed us with, but God, we thank you tonight. God, I, I believe it'd do us all, I believe it'd do some of us good just to get down here and thank you for the blessings and thank you for the benefits that are available unto us. God, do your work and do your way tonight. Lord, I pray that you would have your will and way in the invitation. God, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to hearts and move from chair to chair. God, do a work that only you can do. Let's all stand with our head bowed and our eyes closed just for a moment. The pianist will play and we'll sing here in just a moment, but I want you to really think about the benefits and are you partaking of them? They're there, they're available. And you have access unto them. They're on the table. All you have to do is go and partake of the benefits. How about it tonight? Are you partaking of the benefits? Are you, being, are you a benefactor of some of God's greatest benefits? Maybe tonight, maybe tonight there's somebody on your heart and mind that that you love dearly, that may be going through some issues. Hey, we got benefits from God. He wants to help that person. He wants to heal their diseases. He wants to move in a great and mighty way. And he may use you tonight to allow his power to flow through and show up in a miraculous way. But will you partake in that benefit? Oh, the benefit of prayer. The benefit that we get to go directly to God.
enter into his throne room through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We have access unto that throne where there's power and where there's mercy that flows out. It do us good tonight just to really think about how good he has been and the benefits that we do have. Prayer, we'll pray with you tonight.